The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. Yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Welcome to the Masogi Method with work happiness expert Jody B. Miller. Each week, Jody interviews amazing people who have broken through huge barriers to achieve meaning, success, and happiness in their lives. For each of us, the path to lasting happiness has always been there, but it may take a Masogi to get you on it. Here's your host, Jody B. Miller. Welcome to the Masogi Method breaking through barriers to achieve meaning, success, and happiness that lasts. I'm your host, Jody B. Miller. Today's guest is a very special friend to the ocean. He and partner Martine Stipout have built a world-class surfboard and supply company that defines the term giving back. Please welcome from Santa Cruz, California, co-founder and head of marketing for Ventana Surfboards and Supplies, David Dennis. David, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. So how did Ventana come about? And, I, and I'm also curious about where the name came from. Yeah, so the name is, uh, is interesting. Uh, my partner was trying to come up with a name for the company and was driving through uh, the Big Sur area, and he loves the Ventana wilderness. Uh, there's also a Beach Boys song that, has, that talks about that area, and uh, that's where the name came from. I also work for Microsoft, and we make windows, and Ventana means window in Spanish, so we stuck with that name. I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. And so you're still with Microsoft part-time? No, full-time. Um, full I, I run a digital ad monetization for Outlook.com and Skype, um, but I work remotely in Santa Cruz, so I have some time to work on Ventana as well. So you two met and found that you had something in common about your love for the ocean and sports, and, and how did that all come together? Yeah, so I, I did a, a photo exhibit. I put on portrait exhibits. I, I love to do photography, and I, I put on portrait exhibits to raise money for local nonprofits in the areas of ocean conservation, homelessness, and education. And then Microsoft has a giving program, and they support the photo exhibits, and each one raises ten to $20,000 for a local nonprofit. And I happened to do a portrait exhibit of local surfboard shapers for the Surfrider Foundation Santa Cruz chapter, met my partner, had this idea for an eco-surf company. He had been shaping wooden, hollow wooden surfboards for a while, and we decided to start a company together to help give back to the ocean and do something cool. Yeah, that's so cool. And I've seen the surfboards. So they're very unique. Um, why hollow? Well, you know, foam is pretty bad for the environment. It's, you know, there's toxicity issues when you're working with it. Um, it's, you know, when, when surfboards break and they wind up with, you know, bits of you know, polyurethane foam in the water, it's, it's bad for the fish. And this is sort of an old style of surfboard that was invented in the late 30s by a guy named Tom Blake. And they're really sturdy. They hold up great. And they're fun to build as well. Um, but, but a big part of the reason is because they're just so much better for the environment. Yeah, I can tell. And they're so pretty. They're so pretty. Um, I, I read something about a little secret compartment. I don't know if this is in all of your boards where someone could open it up and actually have like some sustenance, a snack in there. 
Yeah, I mean, that's one of the cool things. You can do stuff like that with a, with a hollow framed wooden surfboard. But that was actually a special one that was built for Tyler Fox, who's the founder of a, a Santa Cruz Waves publishing company. And he also is a, a Maverick surfer, a big wave surfer. Uh, and that's his personal longboard. And he wanted to have a place for snacks and whatnot. And so there was a compartment built into that, that Redwood longboard. That's so cool. Is that becoming a standard feature on your boards or is that? That's, it's the only board that has it, but if anybody <laughs> wants one, we can certainly build one in. I love it. When you and I met in Santa Cruz, you talked about a famous writer, John Steinbeck, who you have a connection with, with your boards. Yeah, that's right. So we, all of our boards are made out of reclaimed historic and exotic wood. So we have a rule in the company that we won't actually, we're a wooden surfboard company, but we won't buy wood. So everything is given to us, donated to us from different local companies and organizations. And we're working with the Western Flyer Foundation up in uh, Washington State. And they have wood from the Western Flyer boat that John Steinbeck sailed into the Sea of Cortez in 1940 with Doc Ricketts and wrote a book called The Log from the Sea of Cortez, which has been an inspiration for marine biologists and ocean lovers you know, for many, many years. And we happen to get Douglas fir from the hull of John Steinbeck's boat. We also have some wood from his first house in Pacific Grove, uh, just around the bay. And that's been some really cool wood to use in our surfboards. So do are people really attracted to that? Does everyone want a piece of that wood in their board? Or, or do you include a piece yeah. in every board? Yeah, we can. Um, we don't have a lot of it. So sometimes that, that'll cost a little bit more, but we usually try to put in at least one small piece. Um, I'm actually holding a piece right now and got this, it's sort of saturated in diesel fuel and salt water and Duck fur is usually a pretty light wood, but this one, because of the saturation, actually has a rainbow color when you cut into it. So it looks really cool in the surfboard. Oh, it's so cool. So what is your vision for Ventana? I mean, our vision is to be the most environmentally responsible surf company in the world. And we're small. We're just a, you know, a couple of guys, surfers in Santa Cruz. Um, but we've done all kinds of really interesting collaborations to try and get the word out that you can create a business literally from trash, do the right thing for the ocean. We give back 5% of profits to uh, local ocean conservation groups. And we really want to lead by changing the industry to be more environmentally focused than they are. Surfers talk a great game about wanting to help the ocean and loving the ocean. But so much of what we do is the antithesis of that. You know, wetsuits are petroleum-based, surfboards are toxic and essentially disposable. And uh, we want to change that. I love that. Have you thought about embarking into the wetsuit category? Yeah, we actually have a design for a wetsuit that we've been thinking about for a while. I think Patagonia is doing some really interesting things with Ulex, which is a plant-based rubber. Uh, at some point, I think it would be interesting to either collaborate with a company like that or uh, work on some of our own designs. It's, uh, it's, it's pretty involved to, to start from scratch with wetsuits, so it's not been a focus so far, but who knows where we'll go with it. Yeah, but, but you've branched out into other supplies. What other sorts of things besides the surfboards do you offer? Well, we've, we've, the, the product that's been most successful is we invented something called the, the Save a Surf Box. And the Save a Surf Box is um, it's a wooden box that holds your wax, keeps your wax from surf wax from melting in the car. But it's actually made from the trash of four different companies. So it's wood offcuts. We have a leash cord that comes from the production of, of mugs that are made with paracord by a company called Cords Mugs here in Santa Cruz. We've got fin screws and an Allen wrench and a wax comb scraper lid. Um, the Allen wrench becomes a sundial that's calibrated for your region. So it's this really cool little innovative product um, that, that's another way that we're using wood and, and 
in trash, frankly, to, to do something cool for surfers and for the ocean. And then we have apparel, you know, eco-friendly apparel, and we're always coming up with crazy new ideas. We've done collaborations with winemakers and beer makers. We've done a Dawn Patrol coffee and a hot chocolate with other local companies. So we've, we've always got something crazy in the works. It sounds like it's so much fun. I mean, it's so good for the environment. It's so good about giving back. And it sounds like it's just so much fun to do. Do you think you'll, find, you'll end up doing this full time? Do you see the company growing that big? You know, I've been at Microsoft 17 years, and it's a little bit tricky sometimes to walk away from a job like that. And I actually love my job at Microsoft. It's a really amazing company, and they've been really supportive of everything that I do. Um, but who knows? You know, someday um, that might be, you know, where we take it. Martine, my partner, um, does this full time. And, uh, you know, he's able to support himself with, with Ventana. And, you know, maybe we'll bring on a couple more people and, and take it to the next level. But right now, it's, it's just a blast to work on. Yeah, I could tell how much you loved it when we first met and were so engaged in how the boards were made. And I, and you do body surfing boards too, right? Uh, we do uh, for, yeah, hand planes, body surfing hand planes that are made from wood. Um, and, you know, those are great because you can just throw them in your suitcase if you're traveling. You don't need to ship a whole surfboard. And uh, those are all made from really interesting historic and, and uh, exotic offcuts from different companies. You know, we use a lot of wood, for example, from the Santa Cruz Guitar Company, which is this incredible acoustic guitar company. And we get all their leftovers. And we've got a whole bunch of partnerships with organizations like that. Monterey Bay Aquariums, benches, and wine barrels and whiskey barrels and really neat storied wood. So there's no shortness of wood. There's no shortage of it. No, there, there isn't. And, and in fact, what's really interesting about it is the best woods in the world, in some cases, are woods that you can't even get anymore. For example, old growth redwood, you can't legally harvest it. Yeah. And so, you know, we'll get floorboards from the 1800s that are these beautiful old growth clear, clear grain redwood pieces that we can't buy. And so it's actually the better materials are trash. Um, wow. And so, you know, doing good for the environment, make, keeping things out of landfill actually can get you some, you know, in our case, some of the best materials in the world. That's amazing. And so I, as a beginner surfer, I mean, I've stood up maybe five times. <laughs> Is it easier to stand up on one of your boards where I feel good about riding versus classic surfboard that are, you know, a dime a dozen? You know, there's not that much difference. Um, you know, a big giant foam board you know, is probably the best kind of a board to learn on. Um, but our boards um, are a little bit heavier since they are wood, although they're hollow, so they're not too heavy. So they're a little bit sturdier. Um, they're also a little bit faster as a result. But, you know, a big nine-foot longboard, my daughter actually built a longboard for her high school senior project with, um, with Martine, my partner, and I surfed it the other day. Oh, my. Uh, and it was nice and, nice and smooth and nice and sturdy. So they're a little pricey to learn on, I would say, but, but definitely a, a possibility. Okay, I'll grow into it. <laughs> so um, I want to chat about you for a second. I noticed that you did a TEDx talk. You, I did one as well, and it's just such a fun yeah. adventure, right? Um, I, I like how you opened it about speaking, talking about a story about uh, speaking to students about what they want to be when they are older and more than five things when you grow up and people didn't really think that way. How did that, how did that resonate with your audience? You know, I've been using that talk um, with students for a while. I like to go out and I used to be a, a school teacher and I love to go out and talk about entrepreneurship and sustainable business practices and things. And it just struck me one day in speaking to a group of, um, uh, of a girl's high school up in San Francisco to ask the question, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I realized that we pigeonhole people. We talk about when kids are young, 
you know, it's what do you want to be? Well, I want to be a doctor. I want to be a lawyer. I want to be a soccer player or whatever. And we don't encourage them to think about all the various things that you want to be. And then who do you want to help? And it took me until I was, I'm almost 50. It took me until I was about 40 to figure out that I didn't have to leave my day job at Microsoft to do something really interesting with Ventana. And then I can do all these photography exhibits to help give back to the community as well. And so using all my passions in interesting ways, um, I was, I, I found can be a lesson for kids who feel like, you know, they don't want to be pigeonholed into just thinking about what career they're going to have 30 years from now when they're 10 years old. Yeah, that's so true. And I have three of my own and I know exactly what you mean about that, that the expectation of society and parents to know that one thing you want to do or, or start training when you're young toward that one thing you're good at. And, you know, maybe that's your path, but, but I agree with you that life is just, you know, a box of chocolates and there are just so many different things you can do throughout your life. And I love that you express all these different passions and not just the surfboard, but your photography and, and just all the great things that you do. Yeah. And, you know, in, in watching your TEDx about the Masogi method and, and reading a bit about that, you know, this idea that you can have a reset and, you know, get a, a cleansing at some point in your life and move on to the next big thing, you know, that kind of thing should be encouraged as opposed to, you know, feeling like you're a failure if the thing that you originally thought you were going to do doesn't work out and you decide to make a change in your life. I mean, life is all about doing cool new things and experimenting and, you know, and that's what I kind of finally hit on in my life. Yeah, I, you and I are totally on the same page. What would you think in terms of like Ventana, is this filling? What part of your life is this filling? I'd always wanted to create a brand. I'd always wanted to create something literally from scratch that resonated with people in a meaningful way. And so it's, it scratched that itch for sure. I get to do a bit of that at Microsoft, but doing it on my own um, you know, with a partner has been really fulfilling. And then also, you know, showcasing some of the really amazing things that are happening. We do artist collaborations and author collaborations and all sorts of interesting things that we do with other local businesses. Getting to know people in my community and learning from them as part of that collaboration process has been outstanding and really fun. That's so cool. So David, what advice would you have for young entrepreneurs? Um, two, two part question. One, people that want to keep their day job um, and then the, for people who don't. Yeah, I think for people that want to, you know, start small and experiment your way into success. So we think a lot, you know, in tech about the lean startup where you start with a very, very small idea, the, a minimum viable product. You put it out there, you test it, you see if it's going to work, you iterate on it, use data to make decisions, as opposed to, you know, quitting your day job, taking out a loan for $100,000 and assuming that your idea is amazing and that you're going to make it a success. And I think you can start small and test what you're doing before you decide to go and take that big jump. I think for people that want to leave their day job, ooh, that, it's tough. You know, I think it, the advice is the same experiment, iterate, make sure that this is really going to work, do everything you can to test your ideas before you make the jump of, of leaving a big company or, or even a small company that's, that's generating income for you. And, and then I'd also say, you know, you don't really have to leave. You know, if you can figure out a way to work from home or if you can figure out a way to get some job flexibility, work part time, um, you, can, you can do both. But I know that's not always feasible for everyone. Yeah, for sure. That's really good advice. So tell me what events you have coming up with Ventana. 
Well, tomorrow we have uh, the Jim Moriarty paddleboard race. We're going to be selling at Capitola Beach. Um, we put on these pop-up events. Either we put them on ourselves or uh, we participate in other events like the one tomorrow. And then we always give back 10% of sales to a local ocean conservation organization. We're doing an event uh, called the Capitola Art and Wine Festival in September. And then we'll probably put on a couple of our own events coming up soon, too. We have a really fun time when we do that because then we can invite the artisans that we want and really do the local uh, and sometimes California-wide showcase of environmentally focused businesses. That's awesome. And I love just the whole environmental connection. So how can people find out more about Fintana and buy your surfboards or your bodyboards or, your, or all the different, that cool box you're talking about? Uh, FintanaSurfboards.com. As the best place to find us. And then we're on every social media you could ever imagine and probably five or six that you've never heard of. Um, but you know, Instagram, Bentana Surfboards, look up Bentana Surfboards and Supplies on Facebook. We're on YouTube. We're on Reddit. We're on House. We're on Pinterest. Uh, we're on Twitter. We're, we're pretty much anywhere. But uh, VentanaSurfboards.com is the best place to find us. Awesome. Well, David, thank you so much for joining me today on the Sogi Method. Just another example of an amazing entrepreneurial team who are really giving back and really taking into consideration the environment, sustainability, and fun too. And so thank you so much for joining me today. You're an inspiration for so many young entrepreneurs and sportsmen that love the ocean. Thank you very much. That was terrific. And for all of my listeners on the Masogi Method, thank you for joining me. I am your host, Jody B. Miller, and we will see you next time. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans. 30% of Americans who are planning home improvements of $5,000 or more will pay for those renovations with a high-interest credit card. That may not be a great idea. A better idea may be to take cash out of your home with a Quicken Loans 30-year fixed-rate mortgage. The rate today on our 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 4.125%. APR, 4.22%. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Rate subject to change. 8.88% fee to receive this discounted rate. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Right now, you can get both Sprint's unlimited plan and the all-new Samsung Galaxy S10 included for just $35 per month per line for five lines. All you need is approved credit and an 18-month lease. No trade-in required. Visit a Sprint store, Sprint.com, or call 800-SPRINT-1. Phone $15 a month after $22.50 a month credit. Apply within two bills. If canceled earlier, remain a balance due unlimited basic. After six thirty twenty, pay $32 per month per line for five lines without a pay. Data deoperatization during congestion. Speed maximums. Use rules and restrictions apply. <laughs>